Welcome to Ranch Raves Questions and Quotes, a podcast where I get to bitch, complain, basically my take on over 50 years on this planet. As always, I am not a licensed clinician, doctor, therapist, lawyer, or Indian chief. I'm just a guy that has certain views, certain opinions, certain thoughts on how things are, how things ought to be, how things used to be, and my life experiences. So I invite you, as always, to sit back, relax, grab a snack, join us for a little fun. Maybe you'll think I'm crazy. Maybe you'll think I'm right on the money. Either way, I always, as always, I look forward to hearing from you. You can reach me at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at my rrqq.wordpress.com and uh, welcome to the show okay I know you're probably wondering what I'm doing coming on like this but I just wanted you to know you're going to hear the podcast that I recorded about 10 minutes ago but I want you to listen to the rest of the story because as soon as I got done with this podcast, I noticed there was a report that had just come out. So that'll be attached to the end of the podcast. So when I say I'll leave it up to you or get with me or whatever, that's not the end. Don't quit listening. Listen to the very, very end. There will be just a little bit extra on this one because I think it, it's almost like somebody up there was looking down saying, yes, now's the perfect time because the news report I got goes along with what I was discussing with the podcast and I want everybody to hear it. I want everybody to put it out there. I want everybody to know about it and maybe, just maybe what I was hoping for, what I would like to see happen and you'll know when you listen to the podcast, what I'd love to see happen with this individual. Maybe, just maybe, it'll happen. So fingers crossed, take a listen, enjoy the last little bit. I'm going to have to read it to you, but you'll understand it when I get it, when I read it to you. So stay tuned. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the truth is out there, and we are going to discover some of that truth here today. So uh, let's just take a listen to a few things, and then we'll discuss. I think you'll find it interesting. Times I can say it, Madam Chair, we did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledge 
that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What was, let me finish. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments. Well, meanwhile, I, I have to say, I am amazed by the number of commentators who are actively like upset about the fact that the lab leak theory appears to be true. And the FBI has now suggested that the lab leak theory, that the COVID-19 virus started in a Wuhan lab and then was accidentally leaked out and then the Chinese government covered it up. Now, what, why is that even political? It seems like it shouldn't be. The only reason for it to be political is for people like Anthony Fauci, who supports gain-of-function research in Wuhan. But other than if your name isn't Anthony Fauci or Francis Collins, I don't really see why, per se, you'd be invested in this. But the answer is because the wrong people believe the lab leak theory. There's a fascinating exchange yesterday between Nate Silver and Mehdi Hassan. Mehdi Hassan is uh, the political hack over at MSNBC who used to work for um, Al Jazeera. And he tweeted out yesterday... The simple reason why so many people weren't keen to discuss the lab leak theory is because it was originally conflated by the right with Chinese bioweapon conspiracies and continues to be conflated by the right with anti-Fauci conspiracies. Blame the conspiracy theorists. And Nate Silver correctly tweeted back, this is so refreshingly honest. The bad people thought the lab leak might be true. Therefore, as journalists, we couldn't be expected to actually evaluate the evidence for it. That's exactly right. And that's really what this is about. Too many people on the right, including Senator Tom Cotton, thought that the lab leak theory might be true, and therefore it was verboten. And even now, they can't let go of it. So Stephen Colbert, a former comedian, he went on his late night show and he attacked the Department of Energy for operating outside their lane based on their report, which is amazing because the Department of Energy oversees like a couple dozen labs that do exactly this kind of work. So they're actually not outside their lane. I love the comedian who is well outside his lane talking about how others should not be outside their lanes. It's, it's amusing. The Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if, like me, you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. No, no. Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. Stay in your lane. You don't see, you don't see, you don't see, you don't see the Census Bureau building nukes. Stay in your lane, guys, says Stephen Colbert, the comedian who has never stayed anywhere remotely close to his lane. Worth noting here that Jon Stewart, who used to be the guy who made Stephen Colbert famous back when Stephen Colbert had the occasional funny moment. Uh, Stewart actually went on TV and he recalled the backlash to him talking about the lab leak. You'll remember in 2021, he did a very funny bit on Colbert's show in which he talked about the fact that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was in fact the source of 
of the lab leak, pretty obviously. He did a whole bit. It was very funny about how if there was a chocolate leak in Hershey, Pennsylvania, you might assume it had something to do with Hershey. Well, here he was explaining the backlash he received. The Department of Energy came out with a report saying that they have, they said, low confidence, but that uh, the COVID-19 was a result of a lab leak. Uh, Are you are you trying to get me canceled again? (laughs) (laughs) It's not about certainty or the, the larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances as it arose from that. My my bigger problem with with that was I thought it was a pretty good bit that expressed kind of how I felt. And the two things that came out of it were I'm racist against Asian people and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. Meanwhile, Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, who was right about the gain-of-function research stuff all along, he told Sean Hannity last night that Anthony Fauci actually gave a waiver to the bypass to, in order to bypass committee review when he was authorizing the Wuhan lab research. 900 pages from The Intercept, Project Veritas. Then we got the emails from the NIH themselves that they had a strong belief that their money went to the Wuhan virology lab. So for them to deny it, Or, you know, aren't they just denying the science at this point? They don't want to tell us that they were wrong? I think they're trying to escape the culpability because ultimately, Anthony Fauci's advocacy, he had to go outside the boundaries of the normal process. There's a committee that's supposed to review these dangerous viruses and see if the the experiments are too risky and shouldn't happen. This didn't occur in the Wuhan experiments. Anthony Fauci gave a waiver. He was one of the few people in government who could give a waiver and said, the research doesn't have to be reviewed by the committee. We're just going to let it happen. Well, I think that may be one of the reasons why Anthony Fauci doesn't want this talked about. It's amazing how the media, many in the the media, are are actively jumping to defend Fauci and and all the rest. Okay, time on with them. Here's a uh, video. It's Listen, this is long for the show. It's about two minutes. We usually try to keep it to a minute 30 or less for obvious reasons. But it's worth your time. Dr. Marty Macari, who was good on COVID, uh, really good on COVID. You've probably seen him on Fox. He's been on my Fox show quite a bit. He was up on Capitol Hill yesterday. Again, he's an actual medical doctor at Johns Hopkins. Very smart guy. I know Marty well. And Marty's up on Capitol Hill. And he's like, you know, you public health guys. How did you manage to get just about every single thing wrong? And despite that, it matters not. Don't be liberals, who we have to are forced to live with. I understand why you want a national divorce. Still put their faith in these morons with their money, higher taxes and everything else, despite getting nearly everything wrong on COVID. This is the most important two minutes on COVID you're going to hear. Take a listen. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common. 
after the the vaccine, that young people benefit from a booster, misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never-vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months, when they had data for years on all 50 states. Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Thank you. Probably the most important two minutes on COVID you're ever going to hear answers the question pretty simply. Why would large swaths of America want a national divorce? Because they want to get away from the imbeciles. Okay, yeah. Well, just to be transparent in my own right, because apparently the government isn't, that was Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino's little take on the lab leak or the the authentication, let's say, that the Wuhan virus, the Wuhan COVID-19 came from a lab instead of being passed from a penguin or whatever the fuck it was to humans. It came from a lab. It was a biochemical weapon. The, the truth is out there. The conspiracy theory has been proven true again. Yet another time, we have said this over and over and again. But instead of opening up the gates of information, they have killed people's accounts on Facebook, killed people's accounts on Twitter, and shut them down, canceled them, deleted them. Myocarditis is up. Healthy people are dying. Myocarditis is up because of the vaccine. And it's it's just out there. It, you know, the national study now has come out saying that the masks were ineffective. They knew that shit when it was going on. They knew it was adversely affecting us, but they didn't want to be transparent. And we can go back. This is not new. Like I said, we can go back as far as the Kennedy assassination, whether it was a mob hit, whether it was a lone gunman, whether it was, you know, uh, the CIA, FBI cover up of getting rid of Kennedy or what have you, whatever conspiracy theory you want to deem. What they did was they handed us a pat answer and they said, we're locking up all the reports until 60, 70 years from now when everybody involved will be dead. Now, why did they do that? Did they think we were too stupid or did they think we'd just go, you know, be sheep and say, OK, or and follow the narrative? I don't know. But now. 
They can't do that with this because now we have the information superhighway. We have the Internet. So when we go to one source and they say, this is the way it is, we can go to 55 other sources. That's why the cancellation works so well. We can go to, instead of MSNBC.com, CNN.com, we can go to AljazeeRa.com. We can go to fucking the Onion.com. We can go to the Australian Press. We can go to the BBC. We can go to other sources to get our information. And that's is going to be their downfall because Fauci knew from day one that this shit was going on. And I mean, I know people that believe that he, that man is sort of a God. He's God status in their eyes. Look at the fuck ups he did with the AIDS epidemic. Look at all of that shit. And yet this man knew from day one that masks were going to be ineffective. He knows that the vaccines were bad. Uh, we're not doing what they said. He lied under oath to Congress multiple times. He still won't take it back. They have the proof. They say, here, Dr. Fauci, look at this. This shows that you did this. Isn't this right? Nope, not me. Okay. Uh, we have this piece of evidence that shows it was you. Nope, not me. He's still walking around. I know it's a fantasy, but I would love to see that man do a perp walk. I would love to see him at his ass in handcuffs. It will not happen because they cover each other's asses because the media covers the the administration and anybody that, that is for that narrative, they're going to back up. They're going to cover. They're going to take care of. We've got the proof. The proof keeps coming out more and more and more. We need to hold these people accountable. And, you know, like I said, they've made their bed. Now they're going to have to lie in it. Because why? Because enough people now, through all the bullshit that's coming out, all the stuff that's coming out, whether you still believe in the official narrative or not, you can't deny that, hey, this came from a lab. Hey, this study shows that masks were ineffective. Hey, these people are dying from the vaccine, healthy, normal people, athletic people that should not have any medical conditions at all are now getting uh, myocarditis and other ailments due to the COVID vaccine. They cannot hide it forever. As Dan Pontino likes to say, it's like holding a beach ball under the, uh, under the, the water in a pool. Eventually, you let it go. It has to erupt to the surface. And this shit just keeps erupting. And sooner or later, the rest of the people that don't buy it are going to buy it. And like I said, they made their bed. They're going to have to lay in it. Why do I say that? Because the next time something comes up, the next time, God forbid, there's a pandemic, another pandemic or another health crisis or another emergency, and they try doing this shit down, people are going to revolt. They're not going to listen. They're, and, and even if the government's right, Next time in everything, 100 percent carte blanche, they're correct in everything. Next time, people are not going to believe them. Why? Because they fucked us over. They lied to us on this one. They kept the truth from us. Now, I'm not saying that the narrative that they're giving out wasn't the truth as they saw it. But the fact that they canceled others that had differing views because, not because they weren't medically sound, not because they weren't scientifically sound, but because it didn't fit the story that they wanted to sell to the American people. If they could come out and they could show me definitive proof that ivermectrum did not work. I mean, real proof. Multiple scientists saying, yeah, okay, it, it did okay maybe 5% of the time, but it's not really effective for the mass population. 
Okay, give me honest to God. Be transparent. Be open. I am over 50 years old. I am not stupid. I am not a medical doctor. That's true. I don't have any of the knowledge of all the drugs and the, and the body systems and all that stuff. But I'm not stupid enough to know that, hey, this works for some people. This one doesn't work for others. This one doesn't work at all. I can also do my own risk assessment. If I get this, I may have to deal with that. And I have been open with my listeners, and I have said, I've gotten the double jab. I've gotten the two-shot Pokemon. But I will not be getting booster 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They're still trying to put it into schools where the school kids have got to get that vaccination before they can go to school. Why? School kids, especially those 18 and under, should never, with very few exceptions, because there's always exceptions to the rule, don't need to have the vaccine to begin with because when they get, if they get, COVID, it doesn't present as bad as it does with people with comorbidities. So they know that. So why is the push still there to give it to the kids? Why is the push? What are they trying? What agenda are they still trying to do? They're still lying to us. They're still giving us the bullshit and they're still accepting us to follow like sheep. And guess what? The sheep are tired of the bullshit. The sheep ain't following the bullshit and they ain't listening anymore. So, like I said, they've made their bed. They're going to lay in it. And the next time that there is a problem, people are just going to, you know, they don't, they don't believe. They don't believe their own doctors anymore. They don't believe the scientists anymore. They don't believe the administration anymore. Not, not that we always trusted the government anyway, but this is, you know, crash and burn, baby, crash and burn. Every time one of the so-called conspiracy theories comes true. And trust me, I'm going to be talking on Hunter Biden in the laptop next. You know. That thing that didn't ha- didn't have nothing to do with the with the big man, didn't have nothing to do with the money, didn't have nothing to do with the fact that this guy was an idiot and fucking making uh, billions of dollars when he had no training at all for any of these things. No, he wasn't selling the family name. No, of course not. Wasn't his laptop. It was Russian disinformation. But we'll be getting into that. But it's the same thing with this. Let's cancel these guys that are as high esteemed in their field that are just not paid by the government as Fauci was. And let's cancel them because people might go over there and do that. That's misinformation. That's COVID misinformation. That's uh, lies about anti-vaxxers, vaccine deniers, and all this other shit. No, it was people that were willing to open their minds, open their ears, shut their mouths, and listen to other diagnoses, others that were experts in their field, and make an informed decision instead of being spoon-fed by the the way we were. So, yeah, I would love to see Fauci cuffed in the back of a squad car. It'll never happen. But if there's a God in heaven, and I believe there is, He's going to have to answer for this, for his part in it, and others are as well. And I don't know if it's possible. I've broached this question before. I think it was on one of my religious question podcasts of when you get to heaven, if you get to heaven, are you going to be content 
to just spend every day in 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 view of God and Jesus and and be there and be in their sight, or are you going to have a little bit of curiosity to look over into the bowels of hell and see who didn't make it? I mean, I know that sounds kind of vindictive and kind of revengeful, but part of me wants to see. I hope, if and when I get to heaven, I'm not that petty, but I think I'm going to be. I think I'm going to want to look over and go, knew it, knew he'd be there, knew they'd be there, knew that person would be there. Because they lied to us, they kept things from us, they canceled us, they, not misinformation, but misdirection. Don't pay attention to what the left hand is doing. Pay attention to what the right hand is doing. So while we're pulling rabbits out of our ass over here with the right hand, we're stabbing you in the back with the left hand. Or better yet, stabbing you with the, uh, you know, the little pokey jab. But. I don't know. I could I could rant on this all day because of the fact that every time we turn around, more and more is coming to light. And the thing that kills me the most is not the fact that, that these people are the way they are because, you know, there's evil in the world. And I, I truly believe that some of these people just do it for their own evil intention and intentions and, and their own evil uh, purposes. But. What kills me is there are still people that even with the evidence put in front of their face still believe the shit. Either they believe it wholeheartedly or they believe there's nothing they can do. So might as well just accept it and move on. And that's what they're counting on. They're counting on more people to just accept it. And hey, we'll deal with it on the next one. People have come complacent about shit already about COVID-19, about the vaccines, about the medical problems, about the the the, the lying and the, the dishonesty and the selling out of, of the people in, in our country over this and the fact of the health concerns that it's done to our kids that have been out of school for two years and had to wear the mask and are going to take years to catch up uh, emotionally and, and uh Intelligence-wise, it's going to take us years to get back to where we were. All because somebody wanted to force their narrative down our throats. And we had to say, okay, please, sir, may I have another? Like I said, I've had the two shots. That's the last two shots. Right now, if I get it, I get it. If I pass away because of it, I pass away because of it. I'm not going to be one that lives in fear of this thing. I'm not going to ever stop asking questions. I'm not ever going to just blatantly and willfully put the blinders on and follow whoever. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to try my best to get to the root of it. And I'm going to make the best decision I can, whether that be a vaccine, whether that not be a vaccine, whether that be whatever the case may be, based on the information, the best information I have from the best people at that point in time. And those best people don't always have to be in the government. They don't always have to be our leaders. Because we've definitely seen with this that they don't have our best interests in heart they only have their agenda and their own self-interest to look out for. 
and that's just my take. But I'll leave it up to you. Again, you may think I'm full of shit. You may think I'm dead on the money. You may think, Chris, Chris Rantz, you've done, oh, I don't know, five podcasts tonight. Aren't you tired? You're stumbling over your words. You're just rambling on now. No, I'm not. But if you think I am, email me, mrrantz50 at gmail.com or my blog, my rrqq at wordpress.com. I know. I can almost guarantee I'm not going to hear from any of you. I'll hear from the standard users, listeners that always comment and always say, yes, I agree with you, or yes, you did this right, or no, you didn't. There's a few that, that, that challenge me. But as I mentioned in a previous podcast, the people that I walk past that stare at me with the death ray eyes because I dare to believe something different than them, the people that don't talk to me anymore because I'm a conservative and a Republican that think they know better, that instead of opening up a dialogue and discussing things and telling me, no, you're wrong, and this is why, oh, really? They shut up. They don't do nothing. They just stare at me. 80 million people plus voted this administration in supposedly but I don't hear the people singing the praises of the administration I don't have people coming up to me going you're wrong he's done great things this is what he's done why because they know they, they he hasn't and they know they can't defend it but I'm always willing to debate. I'm always willing to talk. I'm always willing to discuss. So, as always, if you think you're right and I'm wrong, if you think I'm dead on the money, if you think I'm just dead crazy, and I might be a little bit of all three, hit me up. MrRance50 at gmail.com or the blog myrrqq.wordpress.com and there are other ways to find me. So, look forward to hearing from you. Won't hold my breath that I will, but, uh, that's just my take on this fun little thing. And remember, people, the truth is out there and the truth is going to eventually be heard. Whether you believe it, whether you accept it, whether you act on it, it's up to you. I know what I'm going to do. Do you? Okay, I know it is amazing, but I was just wrapping up the last little bit of the podcast and I'm was shutting everything down, putting everything away, getting ready to upload. When this came across my email, it's a tweet from the Select Subcommittee on the Corn Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. New evidence suggests Dr. Fauci prompted the drafting of proximal proximal origins to disprove the lab leak theory the author of this paper skewed available evidence to achieve that goal and jeremy farrar went uncredited despite significant involvement now there was an attachment to this little story and i will read it to you as much as uh, we need to Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic members, Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic Majority Staff, March 5th, 2023. New evidence resulting from the Select Subcommittee's investigation into the origins of COVID-19, the proximal origins of SARS-CoV-2. 
On February 1st, 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Francis Collins, and at least 11 other scientists convened a conference call to discuss COVID-19. It was on this call that Dr. Fauci and Collins were first warned that COVID-19 may have leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, and further may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. Only three days later, on February 4th, 2020, four participants on the call, on the conference call authored a paper entitled The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2 and sent a draft to Fauci and Collins. Prior to final publication in Nature Medicine, the paper was sent to Dr. Fauci for editing and approval. <clears throat> on April 16, 2020, Slightly more than two months after the original conference call, Dr. Collins emailed Dr. Fauci expressing dismay that proximal origin when they saw prior to publication and was given the opportunity to edit that they did not squash the lab leak hypothesis and asked if the NIH could do more to put down the lab leak hypothesis. The next day, after Dr. Collins explicitly asked for more public pressure, Dr. Fauci uh, cited the proximal origin from the White House podium when asked if COVID-19 leaked from a lab. Uh, let's see here. The evidence available to the select subcommittee suggests that Dr. Anthony Fauci prompted Dr. Christian Anderson, Professor Scripps Research Scripps, to write proximal origin, and the goal was to disprove any lab leak theory. And uh, just as an aside, I can, uh, I will also put this on the uh, the document on my blog uh, for people that can pull it up and want to read it themselves. On October 18th, 2021, Scripps responded to then Committee on Oversight and Reform Ranking Member James Comer and then Committee on the Judiciary Ranking Member Jim Jordan's July 29th, 2021 letter to Dr. Anderson. In this letter, Scripps asserted that Dr. Anthony I'm sorry, asserted that Dr. Anderson objectively investigated. Uh, bear with me, I lost my place. Uh, objectively investigated the origins and that Dr. Anthony Fauci did not attempt to influence his work. Both statements do not appear to be supported by the available evidence. The goal of the proximal origin was to disprove a lab theory and shrip. Scripps' August 18th letter on behalf of Dr. Anderson, it stated, In January 2020, Dr. Anderson began investigating the origins of SARS-CoV-2. At every point, Dr. Anderson has weighed all the evidence available to him. Dr. Anderson's view evolved consistent with the evidence at his disposal. Scientists must make conclusions supported by the available evidence, even when it conflicts with earlier assessments. According to the previously released emails, the assertion is also demonstrated false. On February 8th, 2020, Dr. Anderson stated, Our main work over the last couple of weeks has been focused on trying to disprove any type of lab theory. This email directly contradicts Scripps' earlier statement that Dr. Anderson objectively weighed all the evidence regarding the origins of COVID-19. Instead, it appears that Dr. Anderson was given direction and sought to formulate a, formulate a paper regardless of available evidence that would disprove a lab leak. Dr. Anthony Fauci promoted the drafting of the proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2 in Scripps' August 18th letter on behalf of Dr. Anderson. It stated, as for the conference call on February 1, Dr. Fauci did not 
in Dr. Anderson's view, attempt to influence Dr. Anderson or any other member of the ad hoc working group of internal international subject matter experts with results to aspect of the discussion. According to new evidence obtained by the select subcommittee, this assertion is demonstrably false. On February 12, 2020, Dr. Anderson wrote to Nature to request the publication of what would become Proximal Origin. In the email, Dr. Anderson wrote, There has been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forth in the space, and we thought that bringing some clarity to to this discussion might be of interest to Nature. Prompted by Jeremiah... Jeremy Farah, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins, Eddie Holmes, Andrew Rombot, Bob Gary, Ian Lipkin, and myself have been working through much of the prim- primarily generic, primarily generic, genetic data to provide agnostic and scientific inform- informed hypothesis around the origin of the virus. You can definitely tell I'm not a scientist. This email directly contradicts, contradicts Scripps' earlier statement that Dr. Fauci did not influence Dr. Anderson. The false narrative of the pangolin sequence. It remains unclear what science changed or new evidence was discovered to change the minds of the authors in the proximal origin between the February 1st conference call and the February 4th draft. In July 14, 2021, interview with the New York Times, Dr. Anderson was asked about his view changed from possible lab leak to definitely zoonotic. Can you explain how the research changed your view? He replied, the features in SARS-CoV-2 that initially suggested possible engineering were identified in related coronaviruses, meaning that features that initially looked unusual to us weren't. Yet more extensive analysis, significant additional data, and through investigations to compare genetic diversity more broadly across coronaviruses led to the peer-reviewed study, which was published in Nature magazine. For example, we looked at data from coronaviruses and other species such as bats and pangolins, uh, which demonstrated that the features that first appeared unique to SARS-CoV-2 were in fact found in other related viruses. According to new evidence obtained by the select subcommittee, while proximal origin was going through peer review with Nature Medicine more than a year earlier, Dr. Anderson actually did not find the pangolin data compelling. The first referee asked, there are two reports about coronavirus and pangolins. The authors might want to comment on these. Dr. Anderson replied, we have included those references as well as several other uh, others that have investigated pangolin CoV. In addition, we should point out that the that these additional pangolin CoV sequences do not further clarify the different scenarios discussed in our manuscript. There is nothing in these reports that changed our statements regarding a potential role on pangolin. The second referee asked, the paper itself is interesting but unnecessary speculative. speculative. It's not clear why the authors do not refute the hypothetical lab origin in their coming publication in the ancestors of SARS-CoV-2 in bats and pangolins. Once the authors publish their new pangolin sequence, the lab origin will be extremely unlikely. It is not clear why the authors rush with a speculative perspective and their central hypothesis can be supported with their own data. Please explain. Dr. Anderson replied, Our manuscript is written to explore the potential origin of SARS-CoV-2. We do not believe it is speculative. Unfortunately, the newly available pangolin sequences do not 
elucidate the origin of SARS-CoV-2 or refute a lab origin. Hence, the reviewer is incorrect. There is no evidence on present data that the pangolin COVs were directly related to the COVID-19 pan, uh, epidemic. Privately, Dr. Anderson did not believe the pangolin data disproved the lab leak theory, despite saying so publicly. It is still unclear what interviewing event changed the minds of the authors of Proximal Origin in such a short period of time. Based on this new evidence, the pangolin data was not the compelling factor. To this day, the only known intervening event was the February conference call with Dr. Fauci. Uncredited involvement of Dr. Jeremy Farrar. This evidence, available to the select subcommittee, suggested Dr. Farrar, the former director of the Wellcome Trust and current chief scientist at the World Health Organization, was more involved in the drafting and publication of proximal origin than previously known. Get that, people? That means the World Health Organization was just as complicit as Dr. Fauci and the rest of these fucknuts. Anyway, I digress. The evidence available to the select committee uh, suggested Dr. Farrar, the former director of Welcome Trust and current chief scientist at the World Health Organization, was more involved in the drafting and publication of the proximal origin than previously known. Dr. Eddie Holmes sought permission from Dr. Farrar to involve Dr. W. Ian Lipkin. Dr. Lipkin, professor of epidemiology, Columbia University, was not on the February 1st conference call and was not involved in the drafting of the proximal origin in the early stages. However, on February 10th, 2020, Dr. Holmes sent a draft of proximal origin to Dr. Lipkin for his review. Dr. Holmes stated, here's the document we wrote days ago. Things are moving so quickly that it's hard to keep up. Comments welcome. I favor natural evolution myself, but the fur and cleavage site is an issue if we have a chat with Jeremy Farrar in a little while to see if we can get more directly involved. Dr. Lipkin responded with thoughts on the draft of the proximal origin. It is well-reasoned and provides a plausible argument against genetic engineering. It does not eliminate the possibility of an inadvertent release following adaption through selection and culture in the Institute of Wuhan. Given the scale of the bat covid Research pursued there and the site of emergency of the first human cases, we have a nightmare of circumstantial evidence to suggest, uh, to assess. Dr. Holmes agreed with Dr. Lipkin's assessment of the possibility of a lab leak and reiterated that he was asking Dr. Farrar about including Dr. Lipkin in the drafting process. I agree. Talking to Jeremy Farrar in a few minutes and I'll get back in touch afterward. It is indeed striking that the virus is so closely related to SARS, yet it is behaving so differently. It seems to have been pre-adapted for human spread since the get-go. It's the epidemiology that I find most wor- worrying. Dr. Farrar led the drafting process and made at least one uncredited direct edit t- to the proximal origin. Dr. Farrar is not credited as having any involvement in the drafting and publication of proximal origin. According to new evidence obtained by the select subcommittee, Dr. Farrar led the drafting process and, in fact, made direct edits to the substance of the publication. Right before publication on February 17, 2020, Dr. Lipkin emails Dr. Farrar to thank him for leading the process of drafting proximal origin. Thank you for shepherding this paper. Rumors of bioweapon engineering are now circulating in China. Dr. Farrar confirms and says he will pressure nature to publish 
Yes, I know. And in the U.S., why so keen to get out ASAP? I will push nature. In addition to leading the drafting and publication process, Dr. Farrar made at least one direct edit to Proximal Origin. On February 17, 2020, the day Proximal Origin was first published publicly, Dr. Farrar uh, made an edit to the draft. Sorry to micromanage micro-edit, but would you be willing to change one sentence from it, it is unlikely that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through laboratory manipulation of an existing SARS-related coronavirus to it is improbable that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through laboratory manipulation of an existing SARS-related coronavirus. To which Dr. Anderson responds, Sure, this evidence attached suggests that Dr. Farrar was more involved in the drafting and publication of the proximal origin than previously known and possibly should have been credited and acknowledged for his involvement. Yeah, gee, I wonder why he wasn't allowed or given the credit, being that he was in charge of the CDC, and given the fact that he knew, or I'm sorry, not the CDC, the WHO, given the fact that um, they knew it was a bioweapon, they knew it was created in a lab, and they were trying to keep that from getting out. Gee, I wonder why he wasn't credited. Who would believe the World Health Organization uh, head dude and the World Health Organization going forward if they knew that he had blatantly been part of the conspiracy to cover up where the fucking thing came in the first place? But this isn't this isn't me just making this shit up, folks. This is evidence that Congress now has. The select subcommittee. Now, do I think it'll go anywhere? No. Do I think Fauci will get indicted? No. Like I said earlier, I'd love to see that son of a bitch in a perp walk. There's quite a few people that I would love, love, and yes, I'm being vindictive and vengeful here, to sit here and say, I fucking told you so, when they profess, oh, Fauci, he knows everything. He's a god. He's green. It wouldn't, we'd all be dead if it wasn't. Nope. That bastard knew knew it was lab-related, uh, knew it was engineered in a lab, knew it was from gain-of-function research, knew we paid for it through the NIH. And he lied his ass off to Congress, to the American people, to the public, to the president, Biden and Trump, and people died. At least that's my take on it. But like I said... I just got a little bit more information. I was ready to call tonight with that podcast. And it is. I'd like to see him do the perp walk. And then what comes across my desk? But boom. More information from the uh, Senate's uh, subcommittee in Congress that this bastard knew exactly what was going on and helped cover it up. That's just my take, but I'll leave you to it. And like I said, I will post this on the blog. And... Uh, Go to my rrqq.wordpress.com and uh, you can read it for yourself. I know I did a terrible job reading it. I butchered it crazily, but I figured I needed to get the word out. So take a look, read it, draw your own conclusions. If you uh, think I'm crazy, get back with me as always. Email mrrants50 at gmail.com or the blog, once again, my rrqq.wordpress.com. Thanks. And, uh, the truth is out there, and the truth is going to be uh, be revealed. <laughs>